Last week, we were introduced to Will Rutherford of Sawtooth Willie and PanelRiot.com, a podcast about comic books. Having a great conversation here with Jim Ellermeyer here on Fishing Without Bait. We're going to pick up where we left off last week, and I hope you guys enjoy. How many texts have been misinterpreted? Many, many texts. <laughs> and perhaps I'm showing my age just a little bit here. Will, could you help me understand how individuals would choose to text back and forth 50 times when a two-minute actual telephone call or a face-to-face, maybe even FaceTime, would clear the situation up? By extending that interaction and by by adding to that interaction with you know minute details and sometimes very mundane details, it makes a person feel less alone in the world. So most conflicts, most misunderstandings, most resentments occur because we assume that people know how we think, know how we feel, and know what our needs are. It's a crystal ball effect. We assume that their brain operates the same way that ours does. So, Will, these are challenge podcasts, and we make no apologies for challenging people to get involved in their life. Uh, When we came up with the concept of full impact mindfulness, there are certainly people who uh, get a great deal of benefit out of going through life in such a calm demeanor. However, our philosophy is that we do not need to sit on satin pillows and wear orange and crimson robes being surrounded by 10,000 candles being mm all day. We can certainly center ourselves in other ways and be fully aware. And when we talk about full impact mindfulness, Will, when we talk about the butterfly effect, and perhaps you've heard of the chaos effect Mm -hmm. uh, before, when we asked Fame15 to design a logo for full impact mindfulness, we came up with a butterfly logo. Mm -hmm. And actually, perhaps if you go to our Facebook page, you can see the edited video. It's a short one where we had the, uh, had it put on. And what we did, Will, we, have you ever seen a chrysalis? You've seen a cocoon. Yes. You've seen an egg. Mm -hmm. Okay. So inside a chrysalis and inside a cocoon and inside an egg, is there light or is it dark? It is dark. Mm -hmm. And what we're helping people do is to get out of that dark place in their life. And that's often a struggle. If you see a caterpillar, caterpillars perhaps, according to our version of beauty, are perhaps unlovely creatures. However, a butterfly is termed or viewed as beautiful, as beautiful mm-hmm. right? However, when a butterfly comes out of the cocoon or the chrysalis, it's a struggle, is it not? Mm -hmm. So quite often they are exhausted afterwards. They lay out into the sun and they dry their wings. Have you ever seen live a baby bird being hatched, coming out of its egg, or perhaps on film? What's it like? It's a struggle. It's a struggle. And however, that struggle, would you say that it's worth it? Absolutely. So the first thing they try to do is stand, is stand and exercise and stretch. They Mm -hmm. stretch their wings out, much like a butterfly does. And that's what we're asking people to do in this life, in this life that we're helping people create, not find, create. And I know that we're rehashing a lot of old business that we've done in our past podcast. However, I kind of again took this as the Wizard of Oz. Are you familiar with The Wizard of Oz? I am, yeah. Absolutely one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. We talk about Dorothy. In the beginning of the film was not filmed in Technicolor. It was filmed in... Black and white. In black and white. And Dorothy went through some tumultuous times. Uh, Her 
dog was being threatened to be taken away from her. And then there was a cataclysmic uh, natural event. A twister. A twister, a tornado, right, which lifted the house up. And that represents the turmoil that people go through in their lives. However, when Dorothy landed in Oz, she opened the front door and everything was in color. In color. And if you look at the Full Impact Mindfulness logo, the beginning, the center of the butterfly is in black. However, as it spreads its wings and extends itself into life, it be, everything becomes color. Everything becomes color. So we're asking people to enhance their lives through Full Impact Mindfulness to pay attention on purpose. Much like in your podcast, Panel Riot, comic book characters are often going through multiple evolutions, are they not? If it's a good comic. Um, The example I like to give is um, the character Wolverine, hugely popular. And um, his creator, Len Wein, I think his name was, I, I heard him on a panel, and he was complaining about what they'd done with his character. That, oh, he was a teacher, and he was a spy, and all this stuff. And he was like, when I wrote him, he was a short Canadian who drank beer. But my argument with that is, that character grew. That character, the Wolverine that ended the storyline, was different from the one that began it. And as a result, was a better character. And this is something that I see in you know a, a lot of... Um, quote, nerd properties like Star Trek, for instance, especially Next Generation, they'll have something that is character development, and then they'll forget it two episodes later. Good comics, good properties, they remember what happens to the character, and they write it in, down the line. So we're talking about evolution. We're talking about evolving and learning from life experiences. Exactly. Every good story, the character has to learn something and be changed at the end. So let's go back to, uh, I was a fan of Superman. Mm -hmm. A long time ago. However, during those times, Superman was invulnerable. Mm -hmm. Could not be hurt. He was the strongest, most powerful being in the universe. And that got to be a bit old after a while. Mm -hmm. And I would believe that the readers, who are the audience, became complacent. Why pick up the book? He always wins. Yep, I agree. That That is a long time complaint with Superman. However, from what I understand during the evolution of Superman... Even Superman's gone through a number of uh, changes and evolution, shedding of skin, so to speak. Absolutely. He's had many different incarnations. Um, He's, uh, you know, they have introduced certain weaknesses. He's weak to magic. He's weak to kryptonite. And the most interesting Superman storylines are the ones where they do figure out ways to hurt him, not necessarily through physical violence, but through the people that he cares for which is the heart of the character. So when Mike and I often, we talk about giving people superpowers, and sometimes we talk about using words of power. Mm -hmm. And the words of power that we talk about are, I choose and I am. This is the inner resilience. This is is the inner spirit that you have. Mike and I often talk about people, Mike and I often talk about taking the perspective of we're spiritual beings having a human experience for Mm -hmm. whatever you choose to connect with in this world. If you truly believe that you're alone, Will, that's, that's a sad, lonely place. Yes, that's, that's very true. So even in the superhero business, even in the comic world, uh, there are many team-ups, are there not? There are, yeah. And they complement each other's gifts, talents, and abilities. Mm-hmm. So could you talk about a little bit about that? 
about a few of those? Well, um, again, as I always say with comics, it depends on the writer and the, and the art team, but, um, you know, the best superhero team ups, Batman and Superman are a wonderful example of that. They're two completely different, not completely. They're two very disparate characters, but their differences make them fit together like puzzle pieces. They complement each other. Exactly. And as we talk about on Fishing Without Bait, we look to connect the dots. We look for people who support us. We look for like-minded people. Quite often, Will, what we suggest to people is some people live lives of being restless, irritable, and discontent, as perhaps they are an excellent bowler. However, they keep trying to insinuate themselves into a golf league. Mm -hmm. Because they are lonely. They're lonely. They're looking for their tribe. They're looking. Say more about that. I like that term. Well, I I feel that um, it it was something that I really experienced when I was younger and I went to art school. I all throughout high school, I I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't have a lot in common with a lot of people. I came to school and I found my tribe. I found people who were so much like me, who liked the same things as me, and who I felt comfortable around and happy with. And I'm still friends with those people today. Our thoughts are, we have to ask ourselves, help us understand why people continue to put themselves in positions of emotional vulnerability. You've heard the old story, uh, no pain, no gain. Correct. Yeah. However, let's use a wise-minded approach to putting yourself in real positions of vulnerability. Okay. Which, getting back to the social media, is that when you're putting yourself out there, you are making yourself vulnerable. Absolutely. It's no secret that everyone out there who has listened to the podcast in the past know I'm from the 12-step world. And one of my admonishments to people when they get involved in that world is do not say anything in a meeting or to someone that you would not want repeated. That makes good sense. As it most likely will. Mm -hmm. So perhaps just the same as what we often talk about also will, and I think you can follow along with this being an aficionado, perhaps a sword and sorcery and those type of things, one of the most closely guarded secrets, especially for a sorcerer or a wizard, and what else do they use but power, mm-hmm. is a person's... Name? Name, right. So if you knew a sorcerer's name, you re- you had power over them, did you not? Are you referring to the, the, uh, the Name of the Wind, the Patrick Rothfuss books? Not necessarily. It's, However, you might be turning me on to something that uh, it's, I could it, be intrigued with. Say more. They're, they're amazing books, and um, a, a big part, a big section of these books is how knowing something's true name gives you power over it. And the main character, Kvoth, um, the first name he speaks is the name of the wind. And, um, like, it, it's, it's still early. They've only released two of these books. So they haven't gotten much into that particular branch of magic yet. Mm. But it's fascinating. And it's based on that. Knowing the true name of something gives you power over it. And also, when we talk about labeling and describing, a number of episodes, we did a podcast, which could be explored further at depth, would be, I believe it was called, What's My Name? Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily, Will, the names that other people give you, however, what you choose to call yourself, what you choose to create for yourself. The power of a name is incredible. When American Indians would name a child, they gave it a great deal of thought. Mm -hmm. Now, keep in mind that name is going to be with you throughout your life. Yes, I know that very well. 
And what we do, what we and what we help people do here on fishing without bait is to help them understand that circumstances or perhaps an affliction does not define who they are. So is is this whole podcast a setup to convince me to change my name? Because that's something I've struggled with literally my entire life. Well, quite often what, <laughs> what I'll do is I'll ask people, if you could rename yourself, if you could rebrand yourself, what would it be? What would you call yourself? Well, Sorg's known me a very long time, and I've had many names. I uh, I went by the nickname Lunchbox in college, and that turned into DJ Lunchbox. And a lot of my screen names have been Lunchbox Prime and Papa Lunchbox. Um, it's actually fairly recently that I just started going by Will Rutherford on these podcasts. My birth name, my given birth name, has been one that I've always been very uncomfortable with. It has some negative associations for me, and I've always kicked around the idea of changing my name to something else. Uh, that brings us to one of our fundamental aspects of fishing without bait, and that's the ability to choose. The ability to choose who you are, the ability to choose how you choose to be called or what you call yourself, which is really and truly important. I'd love to discuss this further with you as you are a like-minded individual, and I think your philosophy is on the same wavelength, the same universe, the same platform as Fishing Without Bait and Full Impact Mindfulness. And it's so nice to see you today, and it's so nice to have you join us. This is, this is a, a bit of serendipity and a bit of synchronicity, is it not? Combined, which is what we often do on Fishing Without Bait, we ask people to add one and one and make three. So perhaps this podcast is the beginning of something that we can generate further in the future. And as often we give a free prescription at the end of these podcasts at times, we'll fruits, nuts, and vegetables, uh, perhaps unplug the TV, and perhaps take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we ask them to fish without bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations. Until then, we ask everyone out there to do a kindness for another and do a kindness for themselves. Namaste please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. Fishing Without Bait is a production of Namaste Holistic Counseling, PC.